In this new video with Dr. John Gray, you will discover what makes men fall in love and what do men really want. Hi, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method and make sure to like, comment and subscribe to my channel to get more juicy videos like this delivered to you. Let's go ahead and dive right in. What men want is anything that will boost their testosterone from a woman. And women, you have the power to do it more than anything else in his life. He can get to well-being 10 or 20 times higher than a woman's testosterone and on his own. But it's a woman's appreciation. It's a woman's trust. It's a woman's ability to accept him just as he is that pumps that testosterone up higher than anything. You see, in, in the work world, I'm always competing, competing, competing. And yeah, bigger is better. But with a woman, you don't have to be bigger is better. You can just be yourself and do lots of little things if she appreciates it and appreciates it. And that builds them up. So let me tell you the moment for me um, where I fell in love with Bonnie, knowing she's the one for me. And it's a, it's a good example for most men. It's, a, it's just a moment. And one thing to say casually, men do not get married until they're ready. He has to be ready. There's a place inside of him. He has to feel that need. And it depends on his ability, self-confidence and his ability to be happy on his own. Then he can, if his testosterone is up without depending on a woman, then when his estrogen rises through love and affection and interest, it balances and in that place he can know she's the one. You still have to go through the stages of dating to a certain extent, but you gotta, there's that place of when does he know and, and, and what is the dynamics of it? So here I am in the car with Bonnie. now. Uh, we were driving. Remember, I got back to her after nine years of healing. I wanted to marry her before. So there was a lot of beginnings to all of this. But now I'm dating her again. And I already feel she's the one, but not ready to make a commitment. You know, that's a different thing, you know, feeling it and then doing it. So I remember <laughs> I'm taking her to an event. She wanted to go to this lecture dinner thing at a, at a, at a um, resort. So I'm driving to Southern California from Northern California to go to this event. And somehow I took the wrong turn and I see a sign for Nevada. And there's, that's another state. And there's no way I'm, we're going to get to this event on time. And I went, oh, I panicked. She's going to be so upset with me. She's going to be so upset. Because that was one of the things my first wife would get so upset about is if I wasn't perfect in directions, I have a tendency to get in conversation and, and forget where I'm going a little bit. So it would be these huge upsets. This my first wife. Would be, I can't believe you. I can't trust you. Can't you drive? Why are you asking me how to? You know, it'd be, it was just this big trauma for me. Mm. So I'm in the car. I pull the car over. I see the sign Las Vegas, so many miles. <laughs> I realize I'm in the wrong direction. I said to her, I pulled over, stopped the car. I said, I don't know exactly where we are, and was looking at the map. This is back when we had maps, and she said. I don't know where we are either, but this is the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. And I could have just literally got down on my knees and thank God, this is the woman for me. Okay. This was like heaven for me because I got acceptance for when I made a mistake. If women could just understand negative emotions in response to men's behavior says the message to him, he's not good enough to make you happy because he's not perfect. When you can embrace a man's imperfections, does that mean you settle? It means while you're dating, you're settling because you're not looking for the right person. But as you get closer to the right person, still 
your soulmate is somebody who's not perfect. They're a work in progress. And if you're learning how to get what you need from them, which are the most important things, first of all, your own estrogen stimulation, and now you're learning how to communicate better. You're learning how to ask for help and support. You're getting the support you need from him. He's going to push your buttons. You're going to get upset with him. Everybody does this. And now you have a chance to practice what I teach is the 90-10 principle. 10% of what you're upset about has to do with him. It's not a big deal. 90% is you. Every time you think, no, this is a big deal, you're lying to yourself. 10% is him. 90% is you. And when you can take responsibility for that and do some little work inside and let it go, and that's what I teach women to do. We've talked a little bit about it with the feeling letter. So many other things to do. Go to your yoga class. Depend on a teacher. Anytime you're depending on someone for your happiness, estrogen gets produced. The problem is don't depend on him for your happiness. should never depend on a man for your happiness. You're depending on him to become happier. He's dessert. He's not the main meal. That's the foundation of relationships today. In the past, he wasn't dessert. In the past, he was one a big part of the main meal. You depended on him for money. As soon as you're not as dependent on a man for money and you have your career, you have your own self-esteem, you have your other sources of love and support that you depend upon, now you can have a passionate relationship that will last a lifetime because you're not dependent on him for the basics. You can do that for yourself. What are you dependent on him for? The extra, he's dessert. So if you're gonna have a relationship like that, passion and love and soulmate and romance, you have to know First of all, he has the power to push all your buttons. You have the power to work through that, take responsibility for your negativity and never fling it on him because flinging negativity becomes addictive. Mm. Just as when a man does pornography, it's addictive. A man does cocaine, it's addictive. A man sits there and watches TV all the time doing nothing, it's addictive. These are real addictions. For women, the real addictions is complaining and comparing. Oh, women compare. Social media certainly helps you with that. Oh, they're so happy. Why am I not? <laughs> they're so happy. I'm not. Oh, they have that. I'm not. Turn it off to a great extent. But the bigger one is when you have negative emotions, disappointment, frustration, anger, fear, concern, worry, doubts, all of that is negativity. When you use your negativity to motivate a man to change, that's called looking at him, staring at him, disapproval, or having that hurt look, how could you do that? Or giving him education. Oh, you should, you know, you, you shouldn't do this. You should do that. All those things, you use your negative state in order to motivate change. Your tendency to become negative increases. You're growing neural pathways so that whenever you're not feeling happy, you need more, you want more, your brain immediately says, I need negative emotions to get what I want. So you're training your brain to focus on negativity to get what you want, rather than training your brain to focus on positivity to get what you want, to be optimistic, to be loving, to be understanding, to be accepting, to be forgiving, to be generous. All those qualities is what you want to train your brain to go to. And every time you use negativity to get more from a man, <laughs> you're going in the opposite direction. So what you want to do is when your negativity is there, you have to know how to deal with it. 
you deal with it by writing out those feelings and you listen to them and see if you can find where else it's involved with. It could be, I'm really upset with my partner. He didn't call, but actually I'm upset at my job. I'm upset with my kids. I'm upset about my health. Could be a lot of things in present time, which is causing a compounded overreaction or everything's fine right now to a great extent and you're overreacting. It has to do with your past. Anything that's not loving is an overreaction. It's, you know, this is the way it works. A simple example. If I say to my friend, hey, John, hey, hey, Clifford, and give him a, a little pat on the shoulder, a little pat. That's just nothing, right? But I go, ow, how could you do that? That's hypersensitivity. Why hypersensitivity? I say, well, look under my jacket. There's a big wound there. You hurt me. Okay, well, you feel hurt. And they did trigger you because you have a wound there. Well, what's the wound that happens in relationships? The more you grow in love, the more these insecurities will surface. Everything inside of your history that's unlike loving yourself will show up. So we will naturally tend to overreact when things get really good. So for example, you go on a good romantic weekend, you're feeling so safe, you're feeling so happy. Oh my gosh, feelings of childhood come up. That's when we were so happy. Boom. Your partner will say something, do something, look the other way and find yourself getting jealous or comparing or why is he not this way and compound that reaction with not understanding men. And it really becomes a mess because it's natural. If you have a intimate time with a man, his estrogen levels go up. There's a lot of love. Automatically, his testosterone will go down. That means he needs to pull away to rebuild that testosterone. If he doesn't take time to find his happiness not dependent on you, then he feels guilty for pulling away, which is the common experience of many men today, because many women will go, you hurt me. Why are you pulling away? Why are you not looking at me, attending to me and all that neediness that comes out? So if he pulls away, some men won't pull away, then their estrogen stays high and they become irritable and grumpy and pouty and needy. And that just pushes her more to her, her male side and the passion will go away. But having understanding Mars and Venus, inevitably you have a really good time together. He's gonna to need some time to breathe separate from you. And that's when you have to disconnect from depending on him and come back into balance, which you've got 15 other things in your life that you depend on to produce your estrogen that are not a man. So that's a basic dynamic that we need to be aware of. Oh, so powerful and such an aha moment because so many women experience that sort of that pleasure ceiling, right? They're like, I just had all this pleasure and why, why, why did it just get sabotaged, so to say, right? Like why have well, I, 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 so to say, you know? <laughs> for those that understand the idea of a pleasure ceiling, that pleasure ceiling is activating your childhood stuff. But there's also just simply not a pleasure ceiling. It's just emotional bonding with your partner. They're two different things. I just want a distinction. This mm. Emotional partner. Your partner will pull away and it's not having to do with your emotional uh, ceiling. It just has to do with his estrogen levels got too high because he loves you so much and you love him so much. You're too stuck on each other. Now you need to pull away without you feeling as a woman devastated that he's pulled away because that's what women have to learn is not to look to a man. If you want these romantic soulmate relationships, You don't look to a man to make you happy. Anytime you tell yourself, he's making me unhappy, I have to have more, I need more. You're not giving yourself what you need. What you get from him is happier. And you can't, 
if, if, if you have any complaints about him, that means you're not in a place where he can make you happier. If that's what you want, you want this passionate relationship, great sex and, and lifetime of love. Our parents' generation didn't expect that. They didn't want the passion. What they wanted was the security. And security is still important. It's just not our main goal today. If you want security, you give up the passion. Then you can have a very harmonious, peaceful life and so forth. But most women, and those are the women I'm talking to, want more than just security and life, although it's a foundation. But to the extent that you can provide that for yourself, the more you can rise to this higher level of, I don't depend on him for my security. I depend on him for my emotional security, for my ability to be authentic mentally, emotionally, and naked physically, and not trusting that I will be loved. And these, this is all new skills. There's so many new skills that I write about in these books to practice while you're dating. 